Warning, the following podcast may contain phrases such as Ronda Rousey. What? Wow. What? Three unwise men. Bum, bum, bum. With Frog. Grant. And Ryder. Put it out, <laughs> but we need to have it. Yeah, because we don't know when Dave showed up, so. Yeah. Hall passes. All right, so. I love how you just. Yeah. That's, you're, you're just going to lead us right into that? Yeah. That's so, how we're going to yeah. That's how we're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. Well, because if we just start talking about sex with random celebrities, the context may not be <laughs> there. So. so the idea with the hall pass is, is that there's a list of people that you kind of get a a a pass on if you have the opportunity and like romance is in right, there. Right, right. I mean, it, when you are in a relationship, you form your list of, you know, if you get to and of course you never will. But, hope, but, if but you, you can hold out hope. But if yes. you do. But you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, but you're saying there's a chance. That's it. So now we're talking about, we're going to go through, let's go through well, all I, past people. I, I, I will start with my number one, the, the number okay. one seed for over a decade for me. Over a decade. Ooh, Whoa, is- so now this is big because a seed that lasts. That's what I'm saying. This is yeah. a tree now. This is your number one tree. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> It's grown. It's not even a sapling now. Well, right. I mean, I have a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to insert more tree? <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go on. <clears throat> so the number one. The number one. Diana Crawl. Diana Crawl. I'm yes. Googling. Yeah, you're Googling. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing is, is this this actually le- leaves genre media entirely and goes into crawl as I would imagine it's spelled. K-R-A-L-L. Oh, uh, two L's. Okay. She is a jazz singer. Okay. What? And she has the most sultry voice that I have ever heard. You know, looking at, I could, I could see, you, you know, when you're looking at somebody, you can, when you mention that voice, and you say, yeah, I can see that associated with that person. Do you have to put it in the center here so I can yeah. take a, ga- a gander? So, uh, let's go more images. Oh, she's, well, yeah, she's not hard in the eyes. No, no. That's a beautiful woman. Yeah. yeah. And she has, a, uh, there is something to be said for a good vo- singing voice. I don't know what it is. I, I have seen Diana crawl live three times. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to you're like hoping <laughs> she, just my proxy she yeah. uh she has her her like you know best pe- her best known piece mm-hmm. is a song called peel me a grape which is <laughs> what it is the most femdom song oh so you're just you will ever hear i mean it is it is literally a woman just giving orders to a man in the most sultry tone she possibly can. Uh, suddenly, peeling a grape makes sense. Right. Yeah. Peeling a grape, crush me some ice, uh, you know. Wow. I mean, it, it's a whole list of things. In terms of voice, completely off my list. In terms of voice, though, I don't know her last name, but Hannah from London Grammar. Have you ever heard her sing? I have not. Can we uh, can we play a clip without... I don't know that we can. No, uh, probably Okay. Not. Yeah. Or just like a blurp. But like, yeah. Otherwise, I would have had Diana Cross. Yeah, but uh, Hmm. her when she starts singing "Hey Now," your soul shatters. I can tell you that I've watched an entire audience full of men at a Diana Crawl concert sitting there like going through this like a checkbox like okay peel grape check 
Crush rice. <laughs> Take you yes, notes. yes, yes. Did you get that down? Did you get that down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just for note, I'm looking through the images of <clears throat> Hannah Reed and somebody photoshopped her onto the wrecking ball from the Miley Cyrus. Oh my video. god. The difference between her and Miley Cyrus is is both talent yeah. and class. Um, yeah, but that doesn't take much. No, it does. It does right. but she is so Let's be clear the difference between my left nut and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> no, Hannah Reed is I can't talk enough about how awesome she is. Like, is she not on your list? You said she wasn't. I you know, I never really thought about it that way because in, it, it's like because you're. I mean, you're you're clearly enamored. Yeah, but here's <laughs> this is gonna. Can I say this without sounding the worst? My my no. No. my list was <laughs> well, my like list was always. So here's here's the issue with with the hall pass, right? The hall pass is kind of like a one off. Everyone kind of has fun. You're not worried about anything right, else, right? right. right. You. You marry Hannah Reed. Like that's you know, oh, I see. You know okay. like I see. it doesn't you I see how it is. Yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't leave. No. You she you're you that's doesn't matter. She's just an angel who's come down from heaven to mm-hmm. like bless humanity with mm-hmm. her singing voice and like her class and her elegance. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's the mm-hmm. only concert I, I've been to where I was in the concert. And, like, she doesn't do all this flashy whatever. She dresses just whatever she wants to wear. Right. She walks up to the mic. Everybody else is dancing around. She doesn't do anything like that. She just, like, picks up the mic and sings, and the voice literally goes through you. Like, it's the only time I felt, and I wasn't alone. We were all like, holy shit. And, like, her live is, it's like one of those rare instances where, like, her live is better than recording mm. her live performance yeah, yeah. Will, like just put you on your ass because there are some voices out there when they're recorded they're almost held back right hers is that it's yeah. like it's well, like a I mean, tiger to be on fair, a leash to be fair to be fair that's us that's yes. true that's I mean, true <laughs> thankfully <laughs> you are you are clearly not getting the level of sexy that cheeseburger guy can put out that's, yeah oh and like he, i could turn up i could turn up the bass just yeah, a little happen. bit more let's make it happen for oh the yeah there we go there. we're coming to you so live. that that's what we hear every time he talks that's yeah. what time I hear. Well, that's like, what I hear in the shower. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, why are you guys sitting outside my shower? What's what's going on here? No, just we do what we get. Uh, I knew it. So, Liz. So, Diana Crawl. Mm-hmm. Ryder. Uh, if you, I'm, I'm going to have to say, it's gonna and be. it's kind of uh, kind of more recent. Um, Betsy White. What? Yeah. <laughs> She's got class like none Betty other. White. She could. I know. Be- <laughs> But <laughs> he caught it. Yeah, Betsy. Uh, yeah, okay. We're sure. They're sure that's the reason. Is it Betsy White, the person who made the American flag, or is that Betsy Ross? That's Betsy Ross. Damn it! Yeah, you totally just ate it. I <laughs> tried putting the face palm as close to the mic as possible so Go you guys ahead. could hear it, but it didn't come through. I'd hit Betty White. Is she still alive? She I is. Think- yeah. You don't hit Betty White. Betty White hits you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I did um, it just to say I did. But. Well, who wouldn't? She's amazing. Go yeah. Um, I would have to say, and it's more recent, but Ronda Rousey. What? Now, wow. Now, what? Now. Wow. Wait. Just wait. <laughs> you guys have been, you talk about singers and stuff. Ronda Rousey is a closet nerd. I, no, that's th- true. Th- okay. That's true. One. Two. Um, really? I've always enjoyed athletic women in general. I think they're sure. absolutely fantastic. I'm not saying she's not a beautiful woman. I'm just surprised by no, being no, no. on the top of your list. Well, she's like, it, my thing no, is, no, I, I think it's list, a legit call. I think with my list, it just, it varies from like Although, year to year. Did you see what happened to Turtle? <laughs> 
that's what I'm like, because yeah, I mean, you see the downside. Well, sure, it's a high risk endeavor. Yeah. Do you have? Yeah, any, but that's more of the thrill. Do you have any idea how much stupid shit I say? Can you imagine? <laughs> that's the last thing I need. Is it like a like someone who's gonna like? <laughs> did you kick, toss you? Did you kick me with the amount of stupid shit I say? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, it just it fuels her, and so she'll kick you with the force of all the stupid shit you said. Let's see for for cheeseburger guy over here. That's foreplay. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, true. here I am, a guy who has a shield, sitting no more than three feet away. I'm, that's like one of okay, the first let's things. Let's be clear. Ronda Rousey would go right through that fucking shield. I don't know. It depends. Okay, if you're holding the shield incorrectly, yes. Well, I mean, she's 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 fierce. Don't get me wrong, but she's yeah. she's still but, not okay. Two hundred and forty pounds and six foot four. That rider right. <laughs> with a reach that's twice her. I mean, but, okay, so but here's the there's other a thing. certain logistics of the you know, and that's part. So here's part of the appeal is that I'll she is actually a down. <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. I give. Sorry, up. you're saying something intelligent. Yeah. You were saying something meaningful. I well, said something problem. that had two or three syllables long. Ten. Oh shit. Go ahead. What are Nine. you saying? <laughs> So Ronda Rousey, she's got what? She's got dynamic, right? She can uh, she can sit down and game with you, but she can also you know roughhouse or whatever it might be, and I think that's awesome. Roughhouse, roughhouse, yes. Roughhouse. Okay. I'm immediately in middle school. I am immediately. Well, where's your spunk like, going? The, huh? most, the most terrifying form of middle school ever, right? Would you guys stop the roughhousing in there? Like that she's breaking you in fucking half. Roughhouse. Well, okay, so you can't tell me like, in other relationships that I've been in that where people have been athletic. Yes. Play wrestling. Play wrestling is a lot of fun. Sex. <laughs> that leads up to it. It's like the more athletic version of massage with a happy ending. So sex. <laughs> Am I the only one that's... Are we beating around the... Sex. Am I well, the that's what... One? I mean, ultimately, everything comes down to that, right? No matter what no, relationship no, look, look, you're in. Just say it's it. It's just... It, it. I'm with you. I'm with you. His lead up is yeah, different. Sure you Your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. <laughs> we have different strokes for different folks. That's wow. that's what it is. That's so we have Ronda Rousey. <laughs> so we have a warrior princess. Yes, and that's th- fucking hot. And I'm then just we saying. have, and then we've got a jazz singer. Wow. Yeah. So we've thin. we've got so, all the spectrum covered here. It seems. So number three comes down to because we've given who the one you you fucking run off and marry, but she's just so talented. What's on the top of your list? That's so there's difficult. a couple. There's a couple. <laughs> yeah, and I I realized I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and um, because we're too, we, she had never heard of the list. Like I was like, really, you've never heard of the, the no, hall pass yeah, the hall pass. She goes, that's ridiculous. And then she thought about it. She goes, oh, okay. And then now her list is like, <laughs> 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 it's like way bigger than mine. So I'm doing, you know, like this is a girlfriend, right? Did what, I, the, what the people listening to the recording didn't hear is Grant's arms stretching. <laughs> it was because it was like I was like, oh yeah, you know, because I'm like, oh that'd be kind of fun, right? That the conversation, but then it's like goes on and on, and then she included like firemen. Like it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like like you know bombing. It was firemen. Like I was like, which one? And she goes firemen. <laughs> so we're driving Wait, by. No, no, no. You, you have to you have to be very clear here. Did she mean like? 
one specific or did she mean all at once <laughs> both i don't know we were driving by we were driving by she's gonna kill me just for no she cheer she yeah. we drove by a, a fire a fire department recently and she goes oh i can't breathe i can't breathe and I, was oh, like, God, I was like what and she goes yeah i can't breathe i need cpr and i go what do you mean and she points to the fire department and goes it's not cheating if it's cpr and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> this is like as we're driving. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So, Grant, I had to have to clue you in on something. I actually did three years as a volunteer firefighter at one point. I'm not going to tell her that. <laughs> you fight fire, I'm done. It's like I almost didn't take her to the east side for a rural, um, rural con with those with those natural fires everywhere. <laughs> it's like driving through a porn shop. But the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous but yeah so like, we, well, there was, there was nothing be, at Worldcon that didn't happen in the back back uh, of the smoky <laughs> room you know I mean, was, so, so so apparently all of mine look very similar I guess mm. so um, we can pull them up and you'll look and I didn't realize it until she pulled them up so Amy Acker okay okay Let me okay Amy Acker is yeah. is Okay, I can. I, I start too. seeing that similarity coming across. Yeah, Amy Acker. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, pull up Kate Beckinsale, Celine on that screen right now. You will not. Really? That, oh, look at this. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? Just okay. Okay. I'm surprised your screen isn't melting. She's so hot. Well, it is. It is getting warm. It's getting very warm. Oh, she's just gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Here's the thing: both Amy Acker, Kate Beckinsale, gorgeous, okay. intelligent, okay, and just so classy. There's a there's a great elegance about yeah. them, and I'm so attracted to fe- to feminine elegance. You know what? I'm starting to see the commonality uh, in the physical features. Yeah, that they look you- very similar. <laughs> the eyebrows. The the eyebrows. <laughs> I, 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 I assure you that wasn't what I assure you that wasn't what I was looking at. But go ahead. Okay. You'll Jesus notice Christ. that with people who have the the tapered, you know, that hairstyle. Sure, yeah, I'm with you. The frame, all that stuff. They tend to have the similar eyebrows, and I think that if I were to go and venture on the internet to see if there was somebody I could find that you would be like, yes, I would go for her. That'd be the first thing I would look. We'll pull at. up Amy Rossum. God, she can have like bushy eyebrows beyond no, belief. No, okay. she's she's gorgeous as well. Amy Rossum. Yeah. See, see, he, I mean, he does respond when you talk about the eyebrows. See, that tapered eyebrow. Totally. Pull up Josie Moran, circa two thousand. <laughs> I said so bad. <laughs> Again, eyebrows. You see this? I, I'm assuming that someone plucks those now, eyebrows into that configuration but, i mean god but you're seeing the god. same tapered look the same hairstyle the eyebrows end up being the same it's a certain look really and you can i would be able to go around and you know i would look for a couple things now it'd be the eyebrow uh you know okay so eyebrows and then what i want to see dark you do brunettes is mostly. program yeah a. and this is what's weird i used to date blondes yeah no, I mean, blondes are great. I mean, well, I mean, hair color is hair color. So, like, it's not like, you know, if you change your hair color, you're not a different person. But the... Uh, but No, like, you are. 
Wait, no, 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 no. If you feel the need to change your hair color, it is because you are trying to do something different and be someone different. I, I actually disagree. Okay, there's two, well, that's two different you... things, though. Trying to do something different and trying to be someone different are completely different no, that's con- true. contexts. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 a lot of times when I hear someone is changing their hairstyle, it's because they want to try and evolve try and be someone it's a different, different. style yeah, yeah it, it's a different self-image thing and, I, and, and, right. and, and I, if, if what you want i mean like if what you want is to have bright pink hair you're awesome yeah right right if what Rambo. you want <laughs> is to be blonde i feel like you're playing into a cultural stereotype do you really hmm. yeah i feel like oh, you're, like you're bottle active, blondes as they right, call yeah, it like, yeah like bottle blondes you're buying into that you're buying into the barbie thing mm. and i i I feel that if you are trying to do that, you are less attractive to me. Hmm. Well, okay. So trying to, I would agree, but that's on any, on any front. If you're trying to change your look to fit another thing instead of what you feel is good for you. Right. If you're trying to play into what you think people think is beautiful. Right. Exactly. Instead of what you believe. Well, but you don't we be. all kind of do that? Not really. Look at me. I would, I would <laughs> look at you. Look at fuck you. Scenario <laughs> with long hair. I've got. Yeah, you're a six foot four muscular dude with long hair and a beard and in a, Seattle, Washington. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> okay. about? You are literally but to you be are fair, wearing a stocking cap indoors in, in front of no one but Grant and I in Seattle, Washington. It's because of my five head. My, I got a five head. A five head. A five head. You know, it's one that extends past four. It's actually five. You guys have not heard that phrase before. You heard that? No. Holy shit. A five head? Suddenly. I a five head, but I assure you it had nothing to do with hairline. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want you getting one more Grant and I are here. <laughs> no, it's going to stay at a one head while you guys are here at all times. How about a zero? Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to invert inward. Well, I've, never heard of, I've never heard of five head. You've never heard of five head. That's amazing. There's a invert inward. Are you growing a vagina just for the two of us? Because I assure you, that's you not necessary. It's just so I can deny both of you. You know what they? Re- <laughs> <laughs> you know what they re- I will change my genitalia, just, not because I want to, just but just deny. because I want to make sure I I have one and you can't yeah. have it. <laughs> I. Uh, what's interesting about this, and I think actually now we're actually we stumbled across something very meaningful. Oh, oh shit! What? Well, Oh, we fucked up. Edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the right, three here guys, uh, theoretically very similar, right? You were to look at, you know, we're we're like personality types. Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, I mean, but we're the same. Like, like if there was a the Census Bureau, they would get we'd, we'd be checking the same fucking boxes, right? Okay, you know what I mean? Except, white male. Yeah, we're white male. We're middle class. Know, middle class. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, mm. um, you know, we're we're cis hetero. Yeah, right. all the, the all the mm. yeah. Things. Basically, if there's a, a privileged tree, we hit every branch on the radio. Pretty much. There's there's no... Like, I was talking to someone recently about this. They were like, oh, looking for this. And, and like, I was trying to set up a, a diversity thing. And I'm like, I'm the, I mean... I, I absolutely have, like, I wouldn't bring as many people in possible in different per, per, perspectives, but, like, I don't fill any bill, right? Like, there isn't, there isn't a single, right, you know, there isn't a single, I'm, like, in management, like, there isn't a single, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, say that we adopt any kind of a political viewpoint at all, because clearly we do not. No, we're actually very different a lot no, of No, but yeah. our but. podcast has become very big with the clan, I <laughs> <laughs> a lot of holes have sheets because of us. Yeah. But the, um, the point I'm trying to make, though, is um, theoretically very similar. Right. 
uh, released from a like a right, box right. checking background. But all three of us exceedingly different like tastes. Yes. Like yes. things that we're attracted to. And I think that that's something like, it's like, and that's why it always agonizes me. I'm going to like actually get serious for like a brief second oh, and then we shit. can edit it out. Okay. Like having coached like thousands of kids, like, mm-hmm. and stuff, like, and, and been around like people like growing up. All right. Like hearing, like, and seeing when like younger people are trying to attract younger people. Right. You know, like the dumbing down. Right. That people yeah. do or the like trying to like, Fit, fit into that stereotype. Fit into the stereotype mm-hmm. is to me so agonizing. Like, I just want to like, like, there is to me no injustice greater than like the mass, like the media presentation yes. of like, of like, oh no, Miley Cyrus is what's hot or Kim Kardashian. Like, you want to look like this. Like, you want to Photoshop. Like, and it's, it's because it's like, not only is it fake, right? Right. It's also unattainable. And unattainable, but mm-hmm. more importantly, it's inaccurate. Yeah. Like it is inaccurate. I have never looked at any of that and been like, "Yeah, boy, man, can I get a little bit of that?" No, yeah. like nobody, no. nobody is like, and it's like, what the fuck? And so it's like this. It, it's absolutely agonizing to me, and it it, it 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 perpetuates an interesting cycle, because then when you do have people who do decide that they want to be themselves instead uh, be themselves instead of fitting into that stereotype, they get ostracized for it. Yep. Yeah. And that creates such a vicious cycle. Well, oh, but it, it creates people- a positive feedback loop, too, because you got people from both genders getting ostracized, and then they get together, and then it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like that's us. true. That, that's us. Well, yeah, yeah and yeah. that's what, you know, but, like, if you think about number one thing, there is one commonality in everything that we said. Self-assured, doing what the fuck they want. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, focus on being intelligent, being them themselves, because that's what alerts me. That's what alerted you. That's what alerted you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's really, you know, sorry to get serious for a brief second, but like that is absolutely a thing. And mm-hmm. it's like the mentality that like, and I'm, I'm like defending our like check mark zone on the right. thing. Sure. The right. idea that like people like us actually want like that bottle, whatever. It's not accurate. Like, I do not. Like, it's like the idea that we're like somehow. Right. Like, this is what we're after is mm. not the case at all. I have no idea how to transition out of this. Can we, I, can I, we just I go know, straight I know, into I know, the. I know, I know. Uh, cause we have roughly 10 minutes. Um, it's as important to do that in storytelling as well. What? Yes. For a confident, good main character? Yes. Holy hell. Yes. We're I can't act- believe you just pulled that off. I did. We're You're actually welcome. getting good at this. We're yeah. not. <laughs> We're not. We're he not. is. <laughs> his, the, his cat wrangling skills are, you know. I'm, I'm getting better. You're I'm level three. Yeah. <laughs> You've leveled. You dinged. Ding. Yeah. Hooray. Wow. So when we look at uh, main characters, there ha- there has to be something that sets them off from the rest so it's easier to identify with them. Yeah, no, it's really true. It, it actually very much is. And in fact, you look at some of the stories where they try to make, you know, the cool guy, the main character. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. always fall flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If if your main character is just awesome. It's it's there's nothing there. Yeah. Well, his ability to defeat the enemy is not his primary, <clears throat> his primary like allure. So it needs to. Um, I think that one of the main things is that uh, that people are are allured true in a main character. Something that I know that I am is when I come across the main character that exhibits strength 
mm-hmm. in the face of opposition, where the things that he wants could be easily obtained through less honorable means, mm-hmm. but he chooses to do the other. And that's a pretty common thread of sure. guys. Like, if you look at, like, across the board. Sure. And that's like bringing in that element and crafting that element, you know, while it sounds really complicated, it's in some ways really, really not. Like, mm-hmm. my character wants to go, I really, like, character X really wants to go to France, always want to go to France. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? And then like, oh, well, here, I'm going to pay you some money to go go to France. He has his money to go to France. And then like, oh, this person is hungry. Gives the money to the hungry person, right? Mm-hmm. And then earns money in a, a roundabout way to get to France. So like you suddenly have the save the cat scene, right? Right. And he's right, right, like right, right. immediately, you know, oh, so you like him. And it's... Sure. I, I honestly think that, you know, incorporating not just the good characteristics, but like... Uh, you know, a main character who is impulsive and reckless and letting him be impulsive and reckless at exactly so like, the wrong time. So, like, Trifail? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can... Like you you can, talk about Trifail for, for people who don't know what Trifail is? Okay, go for it. No, 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 no do you want to? No, no I'm, I'm going to let you because okay. I don't know what Trifail Oh, Trifail is? Okay, so Trifail is uh, the hero is trying to find solutions to a problem ah, right. and he continuously fails. Right, right, and right. so it's okay, like... Okay, so it's I thought, I thought you were quoting to an actual work and not a trope. The oh, I'm sorry. Trope. The trifail trope. Okay, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I, I vaguely uh, like. I just threw it on the table and. I I, I heard it. that and went to T R I and I was like, "What the fuck That's is that?" Exactly it sounds awesome. What I no, That's what sorry. Try the right, trifail trope. The trifail, but you can also just have someone get into a weird situation and he can succeed. Mm-hmm. But getting into that situation was a bad idea in the first place. Right. <laughs> Favorite hero that exhibits these the, the things that you like most in a hero. In a piece of work. Uh, writer, go. Uh, Jason Bourne. Ooh. Wow. That's a strong option. Yeah. No, that exhibits everything, and especially because he has to overcome his past in order to move on uh, in his in his development. <clears throat> and he has sympathy. He has sympathy because yes. he joined for the right, right, right reasons, mm-hmm. right? went down the wrong path, couldn't do something, mm-hmm. then has to both discover himself he rewrites himself from scratch, learns things about himself, and chooses to go the path he should have done the other way. So it's a divergent in the woods. Yeah, but the reason that the other thing that I like about it is that he's still having to use the skills that he acquired during all of this to write himself. So it's kind of a constant dichotomy. He looks at himself in the mirror in like a subway station or something after he gets mm-hmm. done knocking off uh, another agent. And you see that moment of you know shit i'm still in this and so that that is yeah that's my choice that's a good choice i'm gonna go with harry dresden go ahead i i we've got a guy here who is like he's got the the power level to sure level entire fucking cities i Mm -hmm. mean but he is constantly underpowered for the situation he's in right no matter what Mm -hmm. he's always written to be up against something bigger bad or stronger and his big thing is that he is constantly smarting the fuck off to them, right? He cannot control his goddamn tongue. And so anytime he is confronted by, you know, whatever the big, bad, evil thing, his knee jerk impulse is to mouth off. To them. <laughs> That's the first thing he does in any situation. He comes up with the snarkiest fucking thing he can say, and he lips off, and then they attack him, and then he has to run for his life. <laughs> so it's like Deadpool in the sense that he can't actually do anything about it. Well, it's except that Deadpool can regenerate. Right. 
Yeah, but I'm talking more about the personality. You know, he his personality gets ahead of him, but now he has to uh, right. retreat because of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I love that about Harry. That's one of the things that really makes that series for me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I uh so I I exhibit a bit of hypocrisy. And the reason I exhibit a bit of hypocrisy is because I like two kinds of heroes. Okay. okay. My go-to and the one that I like the most or the one I I like wish I, you know, boom, right? The big like fist raising in the air. William Wallace and Braveheart. Okay. Okay. Because he's on, he did it for, right, right, right. And he's uncompromising. Sure. He has opportunities where, comprom- you know, but. And we see where uncompromising gets him. Absolutely. Yes. And it doesn't matter because, you know, that matters more. I could, I could line that exact trope up with Edward, Edward Stark. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uncompromising. Very similar characters, actually, overall. With very similar <laughs> ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, the irony is, the other character I like the most is the actual complete polar opposite of that. The glorious bastard? Yeah, the bad guy who is who is like you like him because he's doing bad things to worse people than him. Yes. Yes. And so I I now reference, I mean Han Solo's, you know, he's he's morally ambiguous. He's not really a bad guy. We're talking like Sons of Anarchy type stuff. I'm talking I'm talking the greatest hero in all of being bad, Michael Corey alone. Okay. Okay. He is, there is, if you think about it, he is the yeah. hero of that story and you want him to win the entire time. Right. But and he bad. is objectively like in any other series. He is the one character for you to transplant characters. Sure. There is no other series that you put Michael Corleone in that he is not the main bad guy. Yep. Right. That's true. He is the ultimate, he is the head bad guy in anything else you put him in. And I think about that. I'm like, not even Frank Underwood. Not even mm-hmm. like the rough cop who this and that. They're still less bad than Corleone. Than Corleone, yeah. That's good. Well, because you have to, you you're writing that character to be so despicable, but then realize that there are still things worse than that character. Right. Well, and you and the other um, um, the other thing is with him is it it tells us something very important about ourselves in our hierarchy of what what matters. Family matters first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Blood matters first above law. And you see that that's the common trope between the two of Braveheart, of, of Godfather, yep. you know. Bizarrely, love. I reference Sons of Anarchy and that holds. No, it does. Yeah, it it does. absolutely does. It absolutely does. But that's the number one because it's like this. Yeah. Very, your immediate tribe, your immediate family is the only. If you're writing a, a main character, now ironically, the ensemble cast fantasy that I'm writing, that's part of the, his drive although, but, although i'm not sure exactly how much that holds for michael corleone given what happens to fredo ultimately but but, but why why does it happen to fredo well, i guess fredo does turn his back on the family he turned yes. against the family yep okay quote literally you broke my heart right like yeah. no it's he turned his back on the family sure so that's why but like the idea of family first is, is like the core element mm-hmm. right of like you know, when you talk about core elements of heroes or core element of characters or story, mm-hmm. right? I don't That's think there's I don't I don't think there's a bigger core. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're gonna go over to a commercial break really quick for one of our amazingly awesome sponsored products, and we'll be back with an interview shortly. Working on getting those stains out, all those other cleaners just not getting the job done. Don't worry. Now there's a new product sure to remove all cleaning hassles from your life permanently. With Molotov Cleansing Cocktails, 
Just apply our special solution, then catalyze our patented cleansing reaction by the application of a simple lighter or kitchen match. Wine stains? Gone! Pet damage? Unnoticeable. There is no stain on earth so tough that Molotov won't remove all, all, all evidence of it. Try Molotov, the only cleaner that ensures stains never come back. Just hit the record button already. I've, I've now hit in the record button. Welcome back. You know, it's been a while since I've interrupted Reader. <laughs> it's been at least two episodes. Thank you for welcoming us back. You're welcome. Thank you for interrupting Cal. That's, that's interrupting Cal Moo? Yes, yes, that's how it goes. Joining us right now, unfortunately for her, uh, <laughs> what? It's like, because it's a very... It's I a love very, how you apologize to the guest every time we bring someone on. Like, and you know why it's usually warranted. You know how much effort it takes to book these people? And then we bring them I'm on. Like, and he's just like, I'm really sorry that you... Yeah, well, like, it's because they're it. already like invested into it, and so they can't back out. So now I can apologize. Are you sure? That, I don't think they're that she invested. She hit the I don't think, button. It's not like we like flew her here. <laughs> <laughs> how invested is she? Go ahead. Uh, and the... the the, the she is Elizabeth Guzzetti. Elizabeth, how... Wait, is, did, did Reader get the pronunciation of your name right, first off? Is it Guizetti or Guizetti? It's Guzzetti. Guzzetti. So neither of us So neither, right. we both fucked it up. Wow, okay. Well, we'll just... Yeah, because you would have had it right. Writing, but you're just... <laughs> I just Elizabeth. say, yeah, I never mispronounce anything. Elizabeth G., welcome to the program. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Liz G., awesome. Well, okay, we'll go with that. That's like her straight out of Compton name. That is her straight out of Compton name. <laughs> that's great. Now that's that that meme has even reached this podcast. That's right. More it, than once. More than once. It's become viral. Elizabeth, let's 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 talk about you a bit so that way we can actually get on with our lives here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're what? bitter. You're like he's so He's so upset we've been harassing him like all day long. <laughs> so you have a new book coming out, or is it out, or is it coming out? Yeah, it just came out on Ooh. July twenty seventh, and it is the light side of the moon, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. What is it? Uh, what's it about? Uh, it's actually the second book in the Other Systems universe, but it's not a sequel. Um, they're both hard science fiction dystopian novels um, that. Nice focus on what the future of humanity might bring other systems was a book about uh set on a colony that was supposed to be a utopian colony that maybe didn't work as well as they thought and then the light side of the moon is everything that happened on earth so oh, okay so so we're back on earth for this one yes so this is hard science fiction as in um like in how far out in the future i guess are you it's 3062 is the year it starts and um it's so when the jets win the super the bowl again got it what so when the jets win the super bowl again got that's it that's right okay perfect. well i thought we promised we wouldn't take any cheap shots at george r, r. martin on this podcast <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> too late so sorry go ahead i apologize and anyway all that i meant by hard science fiction is that i tried as best as possible to bring in real science and real world things that we deal with now Okay, so that w it has a, a decent scientific foundation and isn't completely fantastical in that sense. Yes. Okay, I can I can appreciate that. I actually like 
um, you know, explanations that had, seem to have ground to them uh, when exploring like science fiction and stuff like that. It's really appreciative. particularly that far out is always really interesting to see mm. what people come up with. Right. You know what I mean? I, I can tell you actually, I've just started reading uh, book one in this series. Yeah. And one of the interesting things that I got like right there in the front, and I'm I'm not that far in, so sure. don't don't give me any spoilers here. Uh, but one of the most interesting things is a kid who's watching his mom grow like day to day grow old because the kid is moving at FTL and he's up or close to relativistic speeds. Mm -hmm. And so the kid is communicating with mom, but, and for the kid, it's like every day, but for her, it's like every few years. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. She's getting older. That's that's incredible. Yeah. That, that image kind of stuck with me. I've had classes that felt like that was what was happening. <laughs> Relativity does apply to college classes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I've definitely been in class where I'm like, I feel like I'm aging here. <laughs> I've had some court dockets like that. Yeah. So what? 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 What's your? Do you have a science background? Is that what, what drew you to this? Or are you just interested in it? Or no, I'm just interested in it. Um, actually, my background is in art. Oh. Uh, but I like watching documentaries, mm -hmm. and I was watching the universe. From the History Channel. Oh, that one's so and, good with all the awesome graphics. Yeah. And the one that really caught my attention was us colonizing Mars. And they basically were talking about how within a few generations due to gene therapy, the people on this on Mars might not be homo sapien anymore. And mm. how long will it be until they even consider themselves Earthlings? Like, why would mm. they? They would be Martians. Right. And so those were the ideas that I started with. And then um, time dilation is just interesting. One of the programs would have talked about that too. And then I just started working on it. <laughs> That's really cool. There was actually a um, uh, a document that I, or no, 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 it was uh, an artist with uh, a scientific background and I can't remember what it was, but it, it dealt with evolution and it uh, he drew what he scientifically perceived as humans changing in visual appearance as they started exploring more space and the eyes would get a little bit bigger because there'd be, they'd be more accustomed to darkness because they're space travelers. So, um, seeing that kind of reflected on this, you know, Mar for Martians as well, I, I could definitely see that. So how many actual races do you have? I, I think I counted three towards the beginning of your book. Is there more than that? Um, in, there's actually five, but two don't really make appearances. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, or there's just like subtle appearances in the backgrounds. Right. So this was one of those we we world built a lot and then didn't necessarily use it in the novel, but it's still useful to know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so so in the premises, there's there's humanoid like there's humans who basically they've colonized and over you know a generations of evolution they were they've basically they're they did they, they're not similar enough to humans anymore that they consider themselves a separate race or are these absolutely separate like this is a klingon right like oh no they just consider them i mean they consider themselves a separate species because they are but they are not like klingons they look pretty much human okay so they all have like an earth origin then oh yeah they definitely okay. all do so yeah. um, they they're just, they're capable of breeding with one another I yeah think. exactly Okay, so when you when you when you touched on the gene therapy earlier, uh, what exactly changed for them? Uh, for the the main uh, species besides Homo sapiens, mm -hmm. um, they ended up instead of where we have hair follicles, 
they have microscale follicles, and that was helping them with some of the radiation that they find in space. Okay. They did get a little bit taller. Um, whether that was social or gene therapy, that's who's to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then certain things just also got bred out. For example, at least on Kipos, not on Earth at all, but on Kipos, um, very pale skin and very, very dark skin. There's just not enough people. So everybody's mm-hmm. kind of in the middle now. Okay. Everybody's yeah, there's an interesting dark hair and dark eyes. There's an interesting uh, article I was reading where they were um, forecasting Americans, I want to say like 100 years from now. 100 to 150 years with, um, because we're, I mean, arguably America is the largest, like, different race blending in the world. Like, everywhere else is pretty, you know, they're still pretty well, like, you know, they have some, but it's not like here. And so they were talking about, like, how, like, so they were taking all the different characteristics and which ones are breeding true. And then, like, what you're going to, like, what the average American looks like, because they're going to look more or less the same across the board over, like, X amount of generations. Right. Sure, as we hit a genetic equilibrium. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Like, yeah, it was it was very, like, super soldier, right? But it was it was pretty mm. cool. <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of the same concept that's happening out there. Well, what kind of art do you do? Not not to like detract from your writing, but now I'm actually kind of curious about that as well. Well, so first of all, the illustrations, all the space illustrations on other systems in the light side of the moon and the covers I did. Ooh. Yeah. I know, right? She does her own cover art, which I think is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do my own uh, stick figures, but those are, uh, you know. Yeah, we actually, a, a bit of uh, three on Wiseman trivia, that was our initial concept art for our uh, logos was Grant's stick figures. However, it did get replaced. It did, fortunately. <laughs> Pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Nola, they weren't only stick figures, but they were stick figures in MS Paint. So the amount of professionalism that was exuded from this particular piece of work was, was equivalent to the right amount of professionalism in the rest of this piece of work. <laughs> yeah, well, like as if that was the, that was the divergent. Like, what right? did you want a fucking higher standard? Like, <laughs> we so wait, so you do your own artwork? Yeah, and then I also uh, write and illustrate a few independent comics out for Souls and Cookies, Famine Lands, and Lore. Oh, okay. And so yeah. are you are you in? Uh, an illustrator by trade then as well, or? Yeah. Oh. I mean, for myself, but but yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So you appear confused by this. Well, I mean, I, like when, like, oftentimes, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong here, but oftentimes when I hear people say that they're like artists, they're like, "Oh, I have a background in like you know various different things," but it's not necessarily illustration. Like, it's I oftentimes actually hear like. Oh, painting or like graphic design necessarily or so and so forth. But, il- but illustration is generally yeah, really okay, What our listeners don't understand, what Elizabeth doesn't understand, is that like we actually talked about this before the interview, and I told you she had like was into the graphic novel thing. Well, I'm aware book. of that here. <laughs> Tr- uh, maybe I'm eliciting. <laughs> and you're sitting, you're sitting over there looking actually surprised. Well, well I always look surprised. Oh, fair enough. This is fair. Fair enough. No, but yeah, no, that's uh, but that's like a, a, a thing though. I don't know. It's rare that you see both. That's all sure. I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say here is that it's rare you see someone who both has. So do you write comics then and like graphic novels as yeah. you as so, you sit on both sides of the fence? Yeah. So me and my best friend uh, Maria Masterson wrote Out for Souls and Cookies together. Okay. And then I did the illustrations, and then she went back over it and edited it for whatever. 
And then also, um, she also always knows when to cut off the jokes. Oh. Oh. That's not something I necessarily am great at, but that's, she is that's wonderful. That's something we suck at. Yeah, yeah very much. <laughs> oh, so, like, are you, like, do you have, like, the jokes that, like, keep going, like, in explanation? Like, I have the jokes, like, I know the big jokes, but okay. I don't always know when to stop the story. Well, so you're, like, very detail-oriented in the jokes here, basically. Yeah. Hmm. I've been around, yeah. Yeah. And so, and your friend just, and your, I'm, I forget, Elizabeth, you said, was it? No. Uh, Maria. She's Elizabeth. She's Elizabeth. Well, I didn't know if there were two of them. Like, that, that okay. I knew. Yeah. Like an Elizabeth squared sort of thing. Yeah. We, we, we have Tony squared and some. So, right. yeah. And I'm sorry, what was it? It was Maria, you said? Her name's Maria, yes. Yeah. And so, Maria just cuts you off, like, mid-joke, or is she, like... I don't know how to explain it. She just knows when to cut me off. <laughs> but, so, I write it, and then she goes over and is like, yeah, you need to take it off right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. I feel like we need one of those. <laughs> we, need five we would of those. we would never have any material whatsoever. Yeah, you if we had to, just one of them. You need to stop. <laughs> See entirely. Yeah. Oh, you hit the record button. Yeah, okay, they would hit do that. Stop. Yeah, they would do that before the podcast. Yeah, but the um. So do you do the? As I heard, also I have a friend who I'm intrigued by this. Who also does? Uh, they do the graph. They do the graphic design stuff for for comics, but they don't do coloring. Like that's a different, like that's a different skill set apparently for some people. Like some people do the drawings, but they don't have a colorist. Is that a thing? Am I? Um, it is a thing. Oh, okay. So I'm not uh, completely drunk. Got it. All no, right. no, it is really a thing. I do my own coloring mainly because I wanted to know how to do it, and it's just you know cheaper that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but certainly there is something that I'm not that great at, and that is um, though I always know what I want to do for the covers of the comics. I really, uh, 4814, who's my publisher for Other Systems Lights at the Moon, they're the ones that did the lettering because they're just so much better at the like the layout. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. So that the actual graphic design of the thing. Yeah. I did the artwork and said, this is what I want. And they're like, well, we can use this. We're just going to, we're going to do the lettering. Sure. Because my lettering sucked. <laughs> you like turned it in. They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's just <laughs> what I love. What I love about that is that we're talking about some pretty gorgeous looking covers here. I mean, sure, yeah. And so there's these very nice. I mean, I, I look at your cover and I'm a little jealous. Um, Thank you. It is. It is a very nice looking cover. And by jealous, he means he was weeping while holding it and caressing it. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to insult my cover artist. He's a no, good guy, but it's a great guy. But yeah. Um, and I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, yeah, this is a really nice looking cover. And the fact that you can do that, and then like the words other systems by Elizabeth Cassetti at the top, that was too much. Yeah. That's that's amazing to me. Mm. Well, I think she means, in, you mean the graphic novels, right? No, I mean in the covers of these novels. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she means so, she means the graphic design, like the page layout. Yeah, the the publisher oh, does, takes care of that, not me. Oh, I thought you meant the like the layout in the graphic novel. You know, like there's different panels and stuff. And I, oh, that's it's str this is gonna sound so strange, but that is like um, because there's yes, there's words involved, but when you design those, because you're gonna put words into either bubbles or they're gonna be in little blocks of text, it's easier for me to do that. I'm actually I know how to do that. I just don't know how to lay out a book. So the so just the front cover where like the the lettering on the front cover is the one that you're just like my hands are off of this. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, 
I did a couple versions, and my publisher said that they'll get their cover artists to actually lay it out with the words because my versions weren't very good. What were you, were they like? Please don't use wingdings. Like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Dude? I don't know. <laughs> I just I was going with like crazy fonts and stuff. I think that was the big thing. Oh, usually, like, yeah, th- I had that. I actually did that once on a, uh, uh, do you have, like, a writer's group that you work with or beta readers or yeah. anything? Yeah. yeah. I once turned in a, a draft to them, and I was, like, I thought I was really fancy, so I turned it in, like, with the title chapter, like, in this, like, like English, like, script, <laughs> right? Christ. And then this is, like, I had, like... Like, the, old English? Yeah, it was, I thought wow. it was really no. great. And they were, like, what is this crap? And I'm, like, oh, that's my embarrassment. so i do have a question um since you do both you know the the draw the drawing you know the coloring all that you do the draw do the drawing it's been a long day (laughs) (laughs) since you you crawler and you draw the thing Since you men hunt buffalo, (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) We do do all our questions with a club. (laughs) Jeez, us. Go ahead. Since you do the art stuff, (laughs) do you? Does that? Because we talk about uh, a species that evolves. Are you often going back, literally, to a drawing board to? illustrate and kind of feel out how like the follicles changed and all of that stuff is that is that an advantage that you feel you have being able to do art alongside the writing damn it's a good question too i know (laughs) i know it it really helps when i'm not necessarily for the species because i don't know why i just sort of knew what they would look like Mm -hmm. probably because originally other systems and it doesn't now have a love interest, and so I describe the love interest mm. um, really early in the process, so I kind of knew them, but it really helps when I'm designing, like, the robots mm. and when I'm designing the spaceships. Right. Sure. And um, so it doesn't have I a love have interest. full drawings of all of it. So when you're, and this actually uh, kind of dives into that further, with spaceship design, um, what influences are you drawing from with uh, with the ships that you're uh, writing into your stories? Are you're, you over there, you're over there just hoping she says Star Trek. No, I'm not. I'm actually. You're just poised. You're like, oh, come on. I'm actually. Say Star Trek so we can talk I'm like, about Star Trek. Lo- I'm like looking at his notes and it's like got different flow charts on how to get to a Star Trek question. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'll be really happy. Oh, crap. I'm going to say Star Trek, but I have a few others too. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually pumping his arms into the air as we sit here. That's right. You've made his day. So. Uh, kind of that it's still almost aerodynamic design even though it's in space well so this is the thing the main ship that they're on for most of the novel and i don't want to say too much since frog's reading it and i don't want to you know say a spoiler but the main ship while there is some aerodynamics because it has to land you know or it goes to the planet every once in a while okay most of the time it stays in space and so it doesn't have to be perfectly aerodynamic in that sense. However, the shuttles, because most of the time when they go exploring planets, they just send a shuttle down or two sure. shuttles down. Those have to be because okay. those enter and exit atmospheres all the time. So have you seen Interstellar? 
Yes. As a, as a movie that also kind of reaches out to some of these topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I loved it. I did think it was kind of corny that, like, you know, love was part of the science. Mm-hmm. But I did still really enjoy the movie. Yeah, I, it was... I only had two... I only had one real gripe with it, but yeah. I actually just watched that two weeks ago for the first time. What was the one gripe? Did you have a, do you have any gripes with it besides me? Am I the only one that had one gripe? I mean, you had the love. You can't just hang us out there. What's your... Well, my... So they have to use a traditional spaceship to leave Earth to escape Earth's gravity because they can't have that ship, the ship that they use on Earth. But then they apparently can go to a much larger planet and escape easily that planet's gravity in, this, in their other vessel. So there's like... They don't. There's no consistency on what ships you have to use to escape the gravitational pull of these planets, which is escaping gravitational pull. Kind of important for a interplanetary hop movie, right? And it's like yeah. that's actually a good point. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. And if you look at it, I was like, this is this huge planet that we're like, it's so big that the gravity affects time itself. It is oh, close to wow. the, it, it's, it is close yeah. to a black hole. It's this big. It's huge. It's got waves as big as like a continent moving around. And they like land on this little ship, and then they just like, get up and fly off. But they had to use boosters on Earth to escape like Earth's measly gravity. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like what? Yeah. Like who did catch that? Like why did I? I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but I was like, nobody noticed that until I pointed out. And then once you see that, you're just like, oh my, why did you do that? Which is funny because uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson had a lot of good things to say about the movie. So I'm curious if he said the same thing. Well, I'm smarter than him. Wow. And now we're done. Yeah. Well, now we know who else we're not getting on the podcast. <laughs> so so you liked, yeah. So is, was that an inspiration of all at all? Or I guess was your book already like... My book was already out. Oh, so okay. No, but I did really enjoy it. I thought it was wonderful. And I also loved it um, in the sense of it used to be I had to tell everybody what time dilation was. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't have to tell anybody. Everybody knows it. So I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful that a major motion picture came out and that was at its heart. Um, Just because it was, I mean, it really has been different since that movie has come out with people just knowing what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I really had only the vaguest sense of what it was until, and it's, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's theoretical, isn't it? No, no, not anymore. It's proven. Like it's a, it's it's a law of nature. Yeah. Yeah. That's really trippy to me to They've think done about. That experimentally, yeah. That you age differently. Yeah, they faster, slower. Like, depending it's not, it's not a matter of you age; it's that time moves. Yeah. slower. Yeah, or faster. I for some reason just can't wrap my head around time. Yeah, direction. for some reason it's like the one constant I can't change. For some reason. Yeah, it's uh, one. But one of the other things I will talk about briefly: a general sci-fi space pet peeve that I have. And that's sound in space. And I was so anxiously awaiting whether or not there was going to be sound when something undocked or, or exploded in space. And I was very, very happy when that didn't happen in Interstellar. Yeah. If Firefly does a good job of that, too. Yes. Yeah, yes. Thank do. you. So what's your favorite space? Either movie, book, graphic Actually, novel? Actually, well, my favorite isn't very hard science fiction. But personally, I love the Aliens movies. Oh, my gosh. 
They're good. I love them. You got to nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Yep. yep. Right. They have brilliant ships too. When you yeah, were saying yep. ships, I was actually kind of hoping that that was like what you had in mind. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, God, please. What was the what was the VE two four seven or whatever it was? What was the initial ship that? Oh, that she's on. Yeah. Yeah, the transport cargo ship. Yeah. Yeah. The Nostromo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I can't remember what the call the call sign was for it. But yeah, the, there's always either really sleek looking ships most of the time in space science fiction, or they're really industrial looking, like what you see in Aliens, for example. I'm and I'm a huge like. In, so this actually raises a little bit of a question for you because you say that your ships are more Star Trek, which are the scientific. Like I would say, the scientific side of that coin, like the sleek view, uh, like look. But you, when your your favorite movie is Alien, so like, why did your ships like go against the grain there? I guess. Well, okay, my favorite movies are the Aliens movies, just because I think they're more realistic. Ah, uh, mm. gotcha. Yeah. In the sense of like what people would do if you know aliens started murdering your crewmates. Um, right. But. I, but the reason why for me for Star Trek specifically is, and the reason it looks sleeker, it looks sleek on the outside, but that's because like, you know how the Enterprise, there's a lot of stuff that you could like reach in Jeffrey's tubes. Right. Same thing in like the Revelation. You don't have to go outside. Mm-hmm. In fact, like when you're going as fast as you're, they are going Going outside seems like really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, if I'm in space, like going outside is like the kind of just an idea. I'm just not a huge fan of. Well, yeah. just in general, yeah, yeah it's like, not a matter of speed. Yeah, like, so, I don't really want to be there. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was part of it. That on the outside it looks sleek. On the, I think on the inside it looks, at least for the revelation, it looks like well worn and looks kind of homey because people live there. Mm, okay, so like Firefly, um, homey. Yeah, like Firefly Homie. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, trying to figure out where you just got one idea when there's a whole world of science fiction that I'm mm-hmm. looking at. Sure, sure. Well, I definitely. I, uh, did you pass it? Um, I, uh, I have a friend who works for J- JJPL, so NASA down there. Mm-hmm. And occasionally when I have an idea for science fiction, I pass the idea back to them and I wait for the inevitable long <laughs> response on why I'm an idiot. And, <laughs> and, uh, wait, 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 wait. They need to give you a long response for that. Well, he's he, he's the like the head of something there, and so he doesn't respond to anything without it being a full explanation of both why you're wrong, what it should be, and why you should never do that again. So it's this very long, like, and he's very very thorough. And so, uh, did you pass anything? Um, do you pass things on to anybody ever? Do you like kind of um, have not fun with that? on the on like running the ships because mm-hmm. they're going to do what I need them to do. Sure. Yeah. Cause I am a God in the world I create. Well, and here, by the way, we also, thank you. Yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But I did for the medical stuff. I consulted a doctor and asked her what she thought about different drugs and different, um, like, do you think this species could, is it could even exist or does this sound totally stupid? Hmm. Uh, so there were a few things like that that I asked an expert for about, but otherwise, I just figured that, you know what, I'm making it up. I um, also didn't try to, though it has a basis in fact, I tried really, and theory, of course, scientific theory, I tried very hard not to make it too difficult for anyone to understand, because I, 
you know, I mean, I'm not there to teach somebody physics. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I, yeah, so you have to bring it down to like and, a layman's terms. Yeah, and so I figured that if you could understand, if I could write it in a way that the theory matched what was either on the universe for other systems or uh, in the light side of the moon, it was more cosmos because that's what was the newer one mm-hmm. at that point. And it was at that level. Sure. Then almost everybody could understand it. And that's what I wanted. Sure. Well, what was your um, what was your biggest scientific uh, a stipulation aside or like things like with the ship in particularly or whatever or space travel that like I don't we don't know how to do this. So we just have we have a warp core, right? You know, like we have a transporter, you know well, what I mean? FTL is kind of, you know, I just said that, I mean, I totally glossed it over and I just said, um, they're basically making a, a tachyon field. And it's funny because now people are like, I don't know if tachyons exist anymore, but back when I wrote it, <laughs> yeah. it was okay. Um, which is basically a warp field, right? Mm-hmm. They can move the ship faster, eventually faster than the speed of light because they make bubbles. a field around it that yeah. it's not in our dimension or whatever right Mm -hmm. so that was completely like you know i just sort of glossed over that because gravity Um, was mine figured that the science that is closer to the people is actually more important probably that's also why i asked the doctor for help sure um and the same thing with light side of the moon obviously they need to go ftl because they're just going from earth to the moon in that story Mm -hmm. um but they did i did need to check on things like Oh, well, if I wanted to make a trip to the moon in eight hours, basically, so it would be like, you know, across the country flight that anybody can just do, you know, would people have to go to sleep for that because of the velocity of the ship? Mm. And so things like that were what I was really checking on where other things I'm like, I can make this up. Listeners pay attention. I mean, over the last few podcasts, we've had we've been talking with authors who are doing their due diligence in their research and it's very very important it becomes apparent if you don't right yeah and it may be apparent to the people who are um you know experts in that particular field but it may be just your blind side and it's apparent to everyone that you weren't looking into it at all so it's it's really good elizabeth that you were uh that you were doing after school message it was (laughs) the more you know there's like a gi joe commercial into that yeah there's a like star with rainbows flying over reader's head right now yeah like don't take candy from strangers unless they have two pieces like that's (laughs) (laughs) wow Unless they have two pieces. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to risk it, at well, least risk it for two. <laughs> bulk, risk it for one. Come on, have so some self-respect. I get a bulk discount because I have Twix. <laughs> oh, you, you Wait, as an what? adult, are, would be the scary person <laughs> in this story. Well, we each have to, pre- some of us have to portray the monster. With the Viking. Uh, Elizabeth, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come converse with us. And I hope that. And where the, do we find her? Yes. I'm gonna, I always get to that. He Just, doesn't. Yeah, but I have to interrupt you with it. Yeah. And it's because you. I am where do we find you? You are the Omega. Where, where do we find you, Elizabeth? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at e underscore Gazzetti, and then at on um, my homepage is uh, elizabethgazzetti.com. Awesome. Uh, listeners, you can always take a look down below this podcast to find the links to that. Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys for having me. On the next episode of Three Unwise Men, we all understand the difference between those two. One has a cat on it. 
this is ridiculous. 